my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. Hello, hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. I am so excited to be with you this week. I'm so excited to be able to teach you and love on you and offer support and share lessons with you that I hope that you can apply to your everyday life or share with someone who needs it. So today's episode, we are going to be talking about the art of receiving and making space for more. Uh, This has been something that I have been learning so much about, uh, shared a little bit about it in my uh, solo update check-in episode for September. And so this episode is going to serve as a follow-up of that. And it's going to be a mixture between an update for me, but also sharing a lesson with you. Um, and sharing a lesson that I actually shared in our, in our Healing Circle community. So I, uh, some of you may know that we, that I resurrected the text community which is pivoting to a actual actual circle community where women can chat, get to know each other, uh, that I can share longer form inspirations because what I was finding is that I was feeling inspired to share messages with people, but it was the texts were like four or five texts long. <laughs> and I was like, this is defeating the purpose of the small punchy messages. We need to have a form where I can actually share deeper lessons if I feel called to, or the shorter, punchier quotes and inspiration. And so we're pivoting to um, a community. And so what I want to share today is what I share with the other ladies, expound on it, talk a little bit more about making space um, and helping you apply being present in your life. If you're tempted to skip over this, hearing what this intro is and saying, I don't need it, you do. I promise you, you do. If you listen to this episode regularly, if if you find resonance in the topics and the art of needing love, not knowing how to give love, shutting yourself off, giving too much, not knowing how to stay present, not knowing how to tap into your emotions and your feelings, this is for you. Receiving is one of the core, the ability to receive in addition to give. The ability to be present for yourself is so much a... Um, one of the shining symptoms that you have been working through this, that that skill is increasing the ability to, to be grounded. And so I'm going to talk more about what that means. Um, but I want you to be here for that. Okay. So without further ado, let's go ahead and talk about it. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Okay, so I have a question for you. On a scale of zero to five, where zero is, I don't think about it at all, and five is, I'm fully connected, how on top of your hormone health are you? If you said zero to one, it is time to build that connection. Your hormones and your cycle are central to your overall functioning and regulating your body will completely transform your mental, emotional, and physical health. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. And even though it helps for more than just menopause, Hormone Harmony is great for any horrible menopausal symptoms that put a woman's life on hold, like hot flashes and night sweats, raising thoughts, low mood, poor sleep, feeling tired all the time, bloating and gas, lower sexual desire. 
Hormone Harmony can help with all of those things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BGH at checkout. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. With the crazy heat waves we are experiencing this summer, especially here in Texas, it can be hard to stay fresh while you're out and about. And that's why I've incorporated the Honey Pot's foaming wash and wipes into my daily routine. The Cucumber Aloe Honey Pot wipes provide a quick refresh when I leave a day of errands and head to a girls' night with friends. If you're heading to an outdoor concert or festival, the Honey Pot wipes are a must to keep you fresh between the fun. Both the foaming wash and wipes are plant-derived, backed by science, dermatologist-approved, gynecologist approved, and hypoallergenic. Get 25% off your first order from thehoneypot.co slash summer. That's T-H-E-H-O-N-E-Y-P-O-T dot C-O slash summer to get 25% off your first order and join the hive today. So for me to talk about this, I have to give you some information. (laughs) I have to give you a mini update because it's all going to come together. So when I was thinking about, um, when I was thinking about the check-in episodes and talking about the receiving again, I wrote it on my list. I have a list of different things that I wanted to share. So I had a list for September. And so I was like, okay, when it comes to sharing all the things that I learned and experienced in October, which I was going to share in November, right? A look back at the month before, um, on that list, I had my Harry Potter weekend. So I, this past weekend, I went to a Harry Potter themed retreat Yes, that's what I said. And Harry Potter themed retreat and weekend. For those of you who are rolling your eyes and saying, um, I've never seen the movies. I've never read the book. That's not even a cool flex anymore. You you don't even know what you're missing out on. So once you catch up, once, once you buy in, and if you want to like hold on to, I'm so cool. I'm not ever going to get into it. Okay, girl, I, I love you. Um, and I, ho- and I hope whatever it is, whatever fandom that you are into, I hope it brings you so much joy. But I got to talk about this for a little bit to lead into this lesson. So I went to a Harry Potter retreat weekend this past this past week. Um, and it, it, it was exactly what it sounded like. So it's, the name of the actual visiting school is not Hogwarts. It is Worthwich. And so... I went to this retreat. As soon as I got there, I was sorted into my house, candles, low lighting, everything. The chimney changed colors to tell me what house I was being sorted into. Um, I made my wand on the second day. We had potions classes and divination classes and herbology classes and just basically almost everything um, that you see. Well, no, everything that you see in the movies and in the books. There was different tracks depending on what year you were. So I was the first year. I got a robe I got, or like my, my cloak that had my colors. Um, it was just a really great time. And I met the most amazing people. Um, I went to this weekend not knowing anybody, but just knowing that I liked Harry Potter. Um, I Knowing that this sounded cool, I actually found out about it. Because in my quest to find friendships with people who like the same things that I do, the same advice that I give y'all, I was on Facebook back when I was on Facebook, and I was looking for um, different groups and different opportunities. I want to say I probably like Googled, I probably Googled some things on Meetup and everything, and I don't even know how I found it. But along the way, I found that here in Houston, that there are trivia nights based on Harry Potter. So I signed up to be on the list to to be alerted to when the weekend when the nights were. I never attended one because I live um depending on where you live in Houston. Houston the joke about Houston that is that Houston is an hour away from Houston. Houston is a huge metropolitan city that is super spread out and there's like multiple cities all all connected to make up Houston. So I live in a part of Houston, I'm not going to tell you which part, but I live in a part of Houston that's uh, a little bit further away from the city center is outside the loop for anyone who knows what that means. Um, And so I was like, I don't, 
I don't want to drive into the loop. <laughs> uh, definitely not on a weeknight or even on a weekend. I just was tired. So I never went. But on the list, it told me about this retreat. So I went um, and had a great time. And one of the things that happens, I, I arrived late. And one of the the opening workshops that you attend before you're sorted which I didn't get to that didn't get to go to it was called intro to larping and larping stands for live action role playing so a l a r p so it's like interactive like real life we're going to uh play out this imaginary world game or whatever so I am no longer me. I'm whatever character I'm stepping into. So whether or not I'm playing out that I am actually a wizard and my name is not Sheena. It is Tabitha Alberta Frugal Dougal, you know, <laughs> like that the basics of the webinar from what I heard about or from the workshop that I heard about from the women and the men who attended or the pe- persons who attended was that they were telling us that you have the full right to fully immerse yourself in this world or to not. You get to choose who you want to be and how you want to show up. So as I come into the weekend and I start to get to know all the people there, there are some people who are very much in their characters and they are from Transylvania and they were born 500 years ago. And there are other people who are like, yeah, um, me and my husband are here and we're here to get to know other people. And there are other people who um, were just regular people, but they're also magical beings in their fourth years. And it's just a range of emotions or a range of experiences. Why am I telling you this? I'm telling you this because one of the things that I teach here on this podcast and as far as evidence of our healing process is our ability to tap into play, our ability to tap into our imagination, our creativity, our ability to look silly, our ability to have freedom in making mistakes and not looking so polished and put together and cool our ability to flex and know that however we show up, as long as we are showing up as our truest and best selves, that that is the right presentation. Anytime we are repressing that and pushing it down and trying to be someone we're not or in our head about what other people may think or not think about us, we're holding ourselves back from who we used to be. So, you know, LARPing is a very big, extreme example, but also, but we can look at the spectrum of how that may show up for us. Are we trying to fit in with groups of people that aren't our people because, and we're doing it in a way of not showing up with our full voice, not telling the jokes that we want to tell or um, telling jokes that we actually don't want to tell because we're trying to keep up with the tempo of the conversation. Are we doing activities that we don't want to do? Are we holding back from what we actually want to do because it's not black, because people in our family want to understand it, because it's not cool, because it's something that other people have done and has worked worked out really bad for them, and so we're afraid to step out of it, right? When we talk about healing healing our inner child, and especially in households where we weren't allowed to be imaginative and play and make mistakes and explore who we are and kind of just figure things out because we were forced to be the adult way too soon, because we were going through so much abuse and neglect that our nervous systems never had a chance to be grounded. We never had a chance to be a child. We had to grow up really soon because we grew up in settings that discouraged Things going back to what's black and what's not black, supposedly, um, not understanding that f- the fact that blackness has created and instituted almost everything cool in this world, <laughs> that we are in everything. So everything is cool when we are in it um, by nature, uh, just the diversity and, and, um, and creativity and imagination and joy that we bring to every single thing that we touch. How could, how could we rob different communities and people from us not bringing all of us to it, you know? But depending on the miseducation and internalized um, or projected racism that's been given to us, we may hold ourselves back from doing all these things that we will secretly really want to do. Um, going to sexuality, for those of us who ex- experience a lot of sexual shame, um, trauma from religious settings, uh, just the messaging that women get to to um, not 
be in touch with your body, to not be in touch with what brings you pleasure, to not know about what you want, and for that to be dependent on you hopefully finding partners that that know how to please you and pleasure you, for you not being in touch with your sensuality, with your curves, with everything that you are, um, and being afraid to tap into that because of what that might mean, because you're afraid that might mean that you are a slut, that you are bad, that you're dirty, that you're shameful, that you're sinning, and all of those things that keep you from being able to tap into yourself, right? Learning how to play. Learning how to play is not just a nice idea, it is integral, integral to discovering and exploring and celebrating and enjoying everything that we are and tapping into everything that we are supposed to be. Yes, I'm an accountant, but I also play amazing volleyball on Wednesday and Thursday nights. Um, and I'm a superstar over there and I love it. Um, and to superstar doesn't mean does not Superstar to me does not mean that I'm winning tournaments, but I'm going out there. I'm having a great time. I'm sweating, right? Yeah, I am a soccer mom and I'm a stay-at-home mom, but the way that I love to explore watercolors and painting and doing these things just for me, I'm not trying to be in an art gallery, or maybe you are, but I, I love to explore and make mistakes and just paint murals on the walls in my house and just draw, have a little um, sketchbook that I take with me everywhere I go uh, because it brings me joy and I love to play and explore in this way, right? N nature examples. There are so many examples that we can tap into. And that was a really inspiring thing to hear. But I think the message for me showed in that when me watching other people live in their freedom, it gave me two things. It gave me the freedom to be whoever I wanted to be, which is actually who I am, to let go and not be in my head and to just play along and play the game and immerse myself without judgment. The actual full name of the school is Worthwich School of Misfits or Misfits School or something. I should look it up to tell you the actual name because um, I know some of you are going to be like, I got to go. <laughs> and you can go to worthwitch.com um, to, it's the home for misfit wizards, right? So this is a room of, you know, adults of all ages, of all races, of all genders and sexual orientations in one room who have this thing in common. So this was the safest space that I could, if I wanted to, play into that. And the same way I tried to offer that same space in my coaching programs with like my students, and that's something that you've heard me say, if y'all are ever going to talk about your relationship or self-esteem issues in a, in a place that you want to, that you're doubtful if other people understand, when you talk to other women in the Black Girls Heal community, they get it because we're all here for the same reason. I've heard that at all the retreats. I've heard that at every workshop. No matter who the person is, no matter where they come from, their ages, their their family orientation, they all have that mutual connection and safety that they find within each other because of that. Anyways, we're not talking about that. We're talking about this weekend. Um, so it gave me the freedom. Seeing other people be free helped me be free, which is why y'all's healing affects not only you, it helps other people. But also it exposed to me the places that are still hard for me to let go. The places that even when I'm in a safe setting, that I could still be in my head, that I could still be in, is this okay? That it's still hard for me to let loose, to be free, to be wild, to not have to present myself in a certain way. And it was a good thing. It was a good thing because... Um, I got both sides, which is going to help me grow. What does this have to do with receiving? Being able to be fully free and play is directly connected to how much, how much tolerance you have, how deep is your threshold for receiving pleasure, for receiving attention. Some of us hide who we are because we're so afraid for eyes to be on us because we're, and the reason we're afraid for eyes to be on us is because we're afraid that they're going to see what we believe is true about ourselves, even though it's not. We're afraid that if we step out 
and be who we want to be and do what we want to do and say what we want to say, we don't have the threshold to receive that attention because deep within, we believe that there's something wrong with who we are, who we want to be, what we want to say, right? And some of us try really hard to do our healing process and become good enough and become impervious to negative feedback, not understanding that people are always going to have something to say. And it actually doesn't matter what they have to say if what you truly believe is that there's something wrong with you. I've given this example several times on the episode, um, but I'm started off by saying no one can make you feel anything about yourself that you don't secretly feel about you. And the example I always give is everyone has their own sense of insecurity. My height is not an insecurity of mine. Um, And so if someone were to come up to me and say, Sheena, you are so short or the opposite, Sheena, you are so tall, you're too tall, um, that would, it would just totally bounce off of me. And I'd be like, what are you talking about? Like, that makes no sense. I love my height. My height is fantastic. Obviously you're projecting something that has nothing to do with me. I'm going to let you make your little statement or I'm going to correct you, but I'm not going to have any emotional reaction to that afterwards. However, if someone were to come to me and say something about whatever I have insecurity about or sensitivity about or guilt about, it will send me into a tailspin because I believe that that's true. Right? And so going back to being able to receive attention when you are fully connected to who you are and your identity and believing and knowing that you deserve to take up space and to shine, and to explore, and to be silly, or be goofy, or be quirky, or be ratchet, or be whatever it is that you may be holding back that's a part of you that you secretly want to tap into because it's not respectable for whatever community you're a part of. Um, you are not gonna, you're not going to, to show up. You're going to continue to hide. So to be able to receive that attention means that I can step from out of the shadows into the light without squirming, without hiding, without turning around. Um, I can stand fully back straight and erect because I love my body and I don't care who looks at it. Um, And I own it and I own it in every single crevice and every single dimension of it, right? I listed several examples earlier. So, you know, you can pick from the different examples of where you may feel like you're hiding and not allowing yourself to use your imagination and play and start there. I want, because I know people start this podcast at different points and, you know, I've talked about lots of things over the years. And even if you're binging this podcast, you haven't gotten to maybe some of these topics. But often when I'm talking about play and finding out who you are, and what your hobbies are, women don't know what that means. They thought they knew what it meant until they started to do their healing work. And then they started to realize that they've been in fight or flight mode their whole time, their whole life. And all the busyness that they've had in their life has been exactly that busyness has been distractions. But actually, when I ask them, what is it that you like to do? They really don't have anything. They don't have any hobbies that are directed to their play. The only hobby, quote unquote, that they all say, if they had say something, is exercise. And... Exercise is awesome. <laughs> exercise is what makes you healthy, but exercise is also about action. It's not about creation. It's not about imagination. It's not about um, letting loose and exploring. It's not about pleasure. Exercise outside of you know healthy maintenance, when you're very dedicated to it, it is very goal-oriented. It's about um, hitting your numbers. It's about raising your personal records. It's about keeping your heart rate at a certain place. It's about hitting a certain number of steps. It's all about action and plans and doing. It's all about that. For those of y'all where this is a trigger, trigger warning. Um, but I really love these concepts because they make a lot of sense and they apply to everybody, no matter what your gender presentation is. But that is very much about masculine energy masculine energy and we all need a balance of it to be clear one is not better than the other someone who is very much in their feminine is going to be more tempted to being very needy and clingy and insecure and and very wounded in that way very childlike and immature and they feel like the world is against them and that they feel like they don't have their power it is not healthy to be too much into your feminine energy um, and not really have any balance there and it also is very not 
not healthy to be too much in your masculine and you're always working and you're always stressed and you always got to accomplish and you always got to hustle and that will stress out your nervous system and you will burn out and you will get sick if you do not learn how to have ease and flow, okay? But exercise, I would not count as a hobby towards play and enjoyment because it doesn't have that that um, ability to be all about just doing it just because it feels good, just because it brings you joy, just because it brings you laughter. That's what we're looking for when we want to explore play and 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 balance in that area. And while exercise and health is absolutely something, is absolutely a dimension that I think is a part of a healthy human experience, if that's all you do in your free time, you work, you sleep, and you exercise, where's the life in that? Where's where's the richness in the water and the... Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. As our country continues to grow and make new meaning of the intersection between current and historical events, it is so important to stay connected to the voices and the leaders who are influencing what progress, connection, equality, and truth mean to us as Black people. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black Truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection from some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. And the flow in that, where's the air, where's the fireworks, where's the celebration? And not that it has to be fireworks every time. The better word is, when are the moments in your life you get to sparkle? When are the moments in your life that the world just feels twinkly and open for you when the world feels whatever is your version of magical when are the moments in in your life that you get to tap into that right and if you don't have those magical moments love you deserve those magical moments even if it's a few minutes a day even if you only get to do your hobby every so often because of work because of kids because of obligations because of whatever you deserve to have everyday magic in your life. So let's go and let me share with you what I wrote in the community about receiving, and I'm going to bring this all together. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. 
So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. The title of the post is The Art of Receiving, which is also the name of the book that I told you all about last time. So I wrote, these days I'm learning a lot about the magic of receiving. That is not as easy to just want a thing. You have to be ready to receive it. Receiving has nothing to do with whether or not you can logically understand a concept. For example, if you wanted a million dollars, you could logically understand and communicate to someone else that you wanted it. It makes sense in your mind. However, if you grow up with a type of trauma that makes you feel unworthy of such a financial blessing, energetically and emotionally, you will try to thwart it. You may sabotage taking the steps needed, like waiting until the last minute to buy that lottery ticket, not going for the job that you want, spending the money versus investing it, etc., etc. But you won't realize that you're sabotaging yourself. And if you don't realize this is about emotions, you will logically try to make the plans to get yourself to a mental place to receive it. But the block is in your heart, not in your mind. So what does this mean for relationships and everything else? How can you know you have a block around receiving? First, imagine the thing that you want. And this is me talking to y'all in the podcast right now. Go ahead and imagine what is the thing that is top of your heart right now that you want. And now, what is your initial feeling, that immediate split-second feeling? Is it one of excitement, joy, expectation, elation? I can't wait until this happens. Or is it dread, doubt, fear, confusion, guilt, or shame? If it's the latter, if your split second thought, right after you imagine the thing that is your heart's desire, is the latter, your heart doubts it. It doubts whether or not you're worthy of it, or more so, it doubts whether or not, even if you get it, if you can actually keep it, if it will actually leave you. These are the doubts and these are the feelings that go before us and stop us, stop us from receiving the good things that are available for us. And it also stops us from seeing if it's even there. For example, this is the reason why we can either have a friend or be the friend who receives compliments about something, but they can't hear or receive them. They are surrounded or we are surrounded by people who tell them that they are wonderful that they're amazing, that we're so happy that they're, here, that they're here, but they feel so forgotten and overlooked, no matter what you say to them. So is it that you or we are really forgotten, or is there a negative core belief in our subconscious that blocks us from hearing anything contrary from what we believe is true, even when it's not? So going back to the things that we want, the things that we are, are desperate to receive, what are your initial thoughts and feelings? If you want to learn how to receive, start there and explore why is it so hard to believe that what you want is possible for you? What happened? When did this start? And also, what do you want to believe instead? I, one of the things, and that's the end of it. Um, one of the things that I, in addition to me exploring this on my own and talking about it in therapy and talking about it with my mentors and with my friends and everything, one thing that I saw pretty early on that told me that I had a problem with receiving, and at the moment I didn't call it receiving, but I just knew something was off, was that I kept having this feeling that I needed more, um, that this wasn't it that the next thing would help satiate something inside of me. And I haven't really thought out how I wanted to share this. So so bear with me as I try to piece through what parts I want to tell you, what parts I don't. <laughs> um, or at least actually make make it make sense for y'all without going into a full, full long story. But I would basically look at my life and how my life is exactly, exactly in a lot of ways, but it exactly yeah i can't even say that my life is so much what i wanted a year ago or even 2 years ago 
um, between my beautiful son, a business where I get to help people change lives, um, more free time that I've ever known what to do with, or at least the freedom to, to, to schedule my time how I need to, that I don't feel like I'm running from thing to thing to thing. Um, to I have really amazing, healthy, loving friendships and relationships around me. And still, still there's something going on. And I realize it's because I'm not able to be grounded and present in what I have. It's not that what I have is not enough. It's that I have learned to constantly be on the move. I have learned to constantly be on to, okay, what's the next thing? What's the next goal? What's the next accomplishment? What's the next level? What's the next milestone? What's the next hobby I can master? How many more friendships can I have? What's the next date I want to go on? What's the, it's always on to the next instead of being present. I'm not able to receive pleasure in the moment. That is a learned response. That is a learned response that I've had from trauma to constantly be on the lookout for for the next goal. What's the next play, <laughs> right? Where are we going next? And while that is really great for ambition, that that's really great for climbing, depending on whatever your goal is, um, while that's really great for, you know, sometimes even helping other people, you know, I'm in the helping profession. So that's really great for me to constantly be looking for how can I help other people and make more resources and do all that other stuff. But it also stops me from being able to look people in the eyes and be fully connected to them right now. I learned, ooh, am I going to get emotional? Am I going to cut this off? Okay. One, I might get emotional. I might have to pause this, but I think I can do it. At our retreat, actually at both of the retreats, I've had three retreats, but I'm thinking of two. I'm going to talk about our September retreat. At our September retreat, um, the ladies on our last day, we were like cheering. We were doing cheers to how um, the weekend had gone, right? We had such a great time. And so we had like mimosas and everything. And um, we were all just sitting around talking and saying goodbyes. And one of my volunteers, Joy, what's up, Joy? <laughs> um, Joy went and pulled out flowers that the ladies had gotten for me. And they were like, Sheena, we want to give you your flowers for what you've created here and for how you have helped so many people. And they had a card and they had signed it and... You know, they kind of, they all kind of chimed in and they have been chiming in kind of throughout the weekend about how the weekend was really helpful um, with how I specifically had su supported them. And, um, and I, and I, if I remember right, I did get teary, but I did not get emotional like I am right now because one of the, one of the areas, this is all connected to be able, being able to receive being able to receive love, being able to receive validation and affirmation. If there's any coding in us where we are not used to taking that in because either we never got it or we didn't get it enough or my story, they had qualifications to it or, you know, had to earn it in some way. It's really hard for you to actually know what to do with that because it's foreign to you and it could be easy for it to logically go into and like you logically understand it and you're logically grateful for it for for it and you mentally can process it but feeling it in your heart and feeling it in your body there's a disconnection and why is that important why am I telling you that because when we aren't able to feel pleasure and connection in our bodies we will feel we will go through our whole life looking for that one thing for that one relationship for that one hit of of weed for that one um jackpot for that one well that best closet full of the best shoes and purses or whatever um for the best recipe to get us on the food network you know we're going to constantly be looking for something and these could all be things that are amazing and a part of our purpose, but they're never going to be enough. They're never going to be enough because 
the the goal and the power for things to be enough and for you to feel full and for you to feel fully seen is what we're able to give to ourselves, whether or not we allow ourselves to receive that and to receive it deeply within us. How much depth do you have to receive? So if we were to rate, if I were to rate myself at that moment, as far as how deep my depth was, depth was and receiving the love that those ladies were giving me, I would probably call it a three. It was about a three. Right now, it's about a five. <laughs> it goes on a scale of one to 10, I can feel it at about a five. There's still some detachment from there for me. Um, and I mentioned the first retreat. The first retreat, they did something similar. We sat around table at dinner at our pink tulip dinner. Um, and they went around and said really sweet and wonderful things to me about how how Black Girls Heal and how my work has helped change your life. And I teared up there too, but that was about a one. That was a one. It's like I was there, but I wasn't there. Does that make... Y'all can't even answer me. But I think for those of you who are so... Those of you who are familiar with that detachment and kind of you're just kind of going through life... I think you understand what I mean. So going back to the content of what this post said about what is that immediate initial feeling? For me, the immediate initial feeling or thought whenever someone is giving me praise, it's like there's a voice in my head that goes, okay, yeah, 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 thank you. <laughs> there's a rushing. Okay, can we can we be done with this? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I appreciate it. It's not that I'm not grateful for it, but it's hard for me to actually take it in because to believe that you are powerful what's that quote hold on let me find the quote because I don't want to butcher it okay a quick google search help me find it um so the quote is um our greatest fear is not that we are inadequate it is that we are powerful beyond measure I'll say that again our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate but is that we are powerful beyond measure. And I'll have to do some meditating on why that is so true. I mean, I could, I could, you know, quickly spout off things that I've seen in clients and other people, but I want to, I want to sit and and meditate that on that myself right now, because I hadn't said that quote out loud yet until I started talking it out here. But how much of the world would you shake if you knew you, where you are, whether or not you work in a cubicle, whether or not you work um, behind a counter selling items, whether or not you are a stay-at-home parent, what if you actually knew how powerful you were and how deserving you were? How much shit would you kick up <laughs> if you actually knew that? And that that can be scary. On one hand is what we all say and we claim that we want, right? That we want to be independent and seen and, and, you know, and powerful and all that stuff. But to actually walk in that, to be fearless in it, the relationships that that requires you to leave behind because they're not on your level. The faith that you have to start to have and cultivate that every single thing that you want and desire is actually yours and belongs to you because why wouldn't it be? Because of how powerful you are, because of the innate birthright that you have, the divine calling that you have. If you actually believed that and walked in it, you couldn't be the same that you are right now. You couldn't have the excuses that you had, right? That power is... Again, I'll have to think more about it. I think it's what that to feel empowered is where so many of us, and this might not be everybody. Some of you may be like, I already feel that. And that's great. Um, Passes on to the friend, the loved one, your sister, your cousin who doesn't feel that way because they they need to hear this. Um, That power is something that we yearn for, but a lot of times we can sabotage it because for us to actually believe it, for us to believe and own our worth, Life cannot be the same. It just can't. It's impossible. 
once you realize who you are and whose you are. So the art of receiving involves you looking at your thoughts and your feelings that come up when these things happen, when these insecurities, fears, doubts happen, because the truth is you're already powerful enough. You're already um, deserving of this. You are just, you just don't know it yet. Um, so do all the work that's stopping you from being able to feel and embrace that. Do the work needed to distance yourself from the relationships and the people that drain you and take from you. Um, do the work to step up and level up into learning how to take care of yourself and affirming yourself and seeing yourself so that if anyone tries to say anything related to your insecurities, they fall flat because that's the old you is not the new you. Um, and doing all this at the same time, it's totally possible to work on all these things. Um, or actually it's best if you work on all these things together because they're all so connected. They're all so intertwined. And anytime we try to isolate one and hope that that's enough, there's a whole set of skills when it comes to communication and ownership and owning your body and learning how to play and have pleasure and explore and build the life that you want that we don't get to tap into. Okay. So originally, and me planning out this episode uh, or thinking about this topic and that I wanted to share this um, this week, I was going to talk about making space for more, but I think... Not only looking at the time spent in the episode so far, but just where we're ending. I think this is a good place to close it. And then at a future date, I'll talk about making space for more. What are the ways that I've been making space for this, making space to receive more, to not always be in action um, as things are revealed to me. You know, this this season is really exciting for me, y'all. Um as I even just think about where I feel like I'm being called to in my transitions into different things, um, I'm learning now what I think is happening. I'm going to say this here. We'll see if this changes. But when I decided that it was time for me to stop um, teaching in the recovery school live, I didn't know what was next. I knew that I was feeling spiritually called to to open the course to where people can continue to use the tools that I talk about here um, and get support and access and for me to to structure in a way where people weren't missing out by me not being there live every week to answer questions. So I knew that that chapter was done for me teaching that live. That resource was there and that was complete. But I still knew I wanted to do the podcast. I still knew that I wanted to teach. I still knew that I wanted to help. But I just knew that that vessel was no longer what I was being called to. And where I feel like I am now, I'm working through this stuff with y'all. Or I'm sharing with y'all the things that come up for me when I feel like they're appropriate to share with you that I think it might be helpful for you. I, I share those things here. Um, but I feel like what I think I'm being called to is the next iteration that I share. If I do create another program for y'all, especially as I see where my clients get to once they finish the recovery school and they have this new world open up to them, is really tapping more into going deeper, that depth, going into ease and flow. I feel like for so many of us who have reached this place where we have learned so much and stripped so many things and, and gotten the relationships that we want and that we need, now it's about learning how to go deeper, right? The recovery school has been amazing for exposing things, getting you out of your feelings, getting you out of your head, um, showing you that there's a different world, showing you how to maintain that world. And now this next place that I think I might be called to in the future, I have no plans, I have no outline, this is not a soft launch or anything. I'm just trying to tap into what I think I'm being called to. I wonder if this... And maybe I'll just continue sharing it on the podcast. But I hope that I get to a place sooner rather than later where I feel like I've been able to master how to conceptualize this, to receive it for myself so that I can share this fully with everybody here and go deeper into ease and flow. Um, but for right now, I'm going to keep sharing what I need to share here. 
And I hope that this hits people where they need it, no matter what level you're at. Because I think I think what I've talked about as far as giving and receiving here or being able to receive, I think it applies to people no matter what level you you consider yourself at in your healing process. Whether or not you're just getting started, you've been doing this for years, you've been doing this for years and you're blocked, or you've been doing this for years and you're feeling really amazing, I think... I think we can all learn how to receive more and step even more into our power. So I hope this episode has been helpful for you. If the things that I talked about as far as the steps on learning how to receive more are blocks for you, the recovery school is available for you. And I am still teaching and doing live group coaching calls from now through December. You keep access to the program forever. As long as I'm doing this until I fully retire one day and I'm teaching, you know, Pilates or yoga in Cuba, which is a joke that I make all the time. But y'all catch me in 10, 15 years. Who knows where I'm going to (laughs) be? Who knows where this wandering heart will take me? But uh, you have access to this program to come back to. So the things that I listed as far as uh, the steps to receiving, being able to clear out those negative thoughts, to expose them. Where are the places that I keep getting stuck? Why do I keep getting stuck there? How do I determine what it is that I want? How do I determine how to play, how to explore, how to open my heart to other people? How to determine who's available and not available? How do I communicate what I want? How do I create a dating plan if I'm someone who's single who wants to date that's related to building the type of relationships that I need and want? How do I build friendships that actually nurture me? How do I stop being in friendships that are toxic and are with people who just want to take from me. All of these are things and more. Boundaries. Y'all, they're fa- healing our family trauma. All this stuff, my favorite tools and, and scripts to help you with those tools. All that stuff is in the recovery school. It is open for you no matter what time you listen to this. As long as this podcast is still on the internet, um, the program will be available. So you can go to blackgirlshill.org. Click on work with us. It's the first program at the call at the top. It's called the Recovery School. And you also have access no matter what time you join um, to be a part of the community of other students who have graduated, who are still going through the program to learn, ask questions, and participate. Um, and also the shortcut to the program, the recoveryschool.com will also take you directly there. But either way, it will work. Okay. All right. I love you all. I hope that you have a wonderful week. And I will see you in the next episode. Remember, I'm cheering for you and you deserve all the good things. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors.